What's up, boys and girls? It's time for Make Us a Mixtape. I'm Paul Farvar. I'm Marty DeRosa. I like when I start the intro, you just start laughing and You just never do it the same way. I feel like you never do it the same way. What's up, boys and girls? Do you always say that? No, I change it all. What's up, tape heads? Okay. Well, you, that's when you do it. You What's say up, tape heads? It is once again time to make us a mixtape. I'm your host, Marty DeRosa. I'm Paul Farvar. And uh, we are back with the uh, a traditional OG episode we yes. have got we have got a guest in the house guest in the house uh, who's put nope. together a five song mixtape for us we're not doing years i've been ter- I've, uh, the streets are talking people they are don't like, like the get years these years out of here get these fucking years out of here well that the 2011 was a good one because i thought you picked the year and it's 10 years ago so yeah. it's pretty badass but other than that um yeah i agree have you seen woodstock 99 on no HBO? i know you've been talking about it. a lot of people have been talking about it yeah it's fine it makes you want to uh, break stuff, like Fred Durst would say. It's uh, it's interesting. Watch it, and then we'll do an episode about I, it. So everybody at home, your homework is to watch the Woodstock 99. They're about to play um, at uh, Metro here in Chicago, and I talked to uh, the staff there yesterday. I was, yeah. I was over there. That's what a music insider Paul is. He interviews the staff. He doesn't just interview bands. <laughs> I was talking he gets to the them. vibe of a club by interviewing the, the, the bathroom attendants. Well, no, I was just I just happened to be in the area, and I was talking to them, and they were like, I go, are you guys worried? They're like, no, man. Those guys are now, all those fans are like older. Oh, German Limp Bizkit fans. <laughs> yeah, they're all like older. And they're, they're like, I think her quote was like, they're less rapey now. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, the guy who put on Woodstock comes off like just a giant piece of shit. Just one of the biggest pieces of shit of all time. So every music doc has to have a, a piece of shit, whether it's Lars yeah. from Metallica or uh, the guy who put cop. together Woodstock. But I went to tour on with Limp Bizkit. You, uh, well, music docs aside, I think that would be a nice gig. Go watch This Is Pop too. That's a great series. On yeah, Netflix, and if Paul's you pushing already. This Is it's Pop. Fucking great. I talked to someone else that's on. It's so fun to talk to someone when they they have their own take on it. But anyway, now you got your mixes. Paul Marty makes at gmail Send us yours. Uh, we are doing traditional guests again. That's right. Um, and we got a great episode coming up for you. But right now, this is the great episode yes, we're talking is. about. Yeah, like, we've been trying to get this you guy. Must pitch it to something else. No, I'm not going to pitch another. I thought you were pitching to something else. No, this is on. We, Did you hear we, that effervescent diet coke? Check this out. Listen to this. Effervescent. Uh, I'd like to thank our new sponsor, Diet Coke. That's diet Coke. The new intro. Listen to music without gaining weight. We've been trying to get this guest for a while. He's hard to hard to pin down. He's a, so a, a music insider almost. I would Absolutely. say. I don't know. He knows his He's shit. in the industry. He's got some secrets. Yeah. Brian Babylon. What's up, yo? Babs, thanks for doing the show. Hey, thank you. Last week was a mess. Yes. You were supposed to, we were scheduled to have you last week, but you felt sick. Listen, I love it. As somebody who's depressed and doesn't want to leave, I love a good last second someone else cancels. (laughs) It feels so good. Um, But yeah, uh, you've got your ears to the street. Yeah, real quick. You're on all the coasts. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Lamp Biscuit. Yeah. I I want, this is pre-comedy. I want to, I was on a tour. Mm Mm-hmm. Where Lint Biscuit was the headliners. I was working on this thing with Target. And it was called the Target Red Room. And I was on the marketing team where we drove a RV from oh, I love New these. York. Such from, 90s. No, from MIT. Such no, it was 90s. It was too. But the down, spirit of the 90s. The spirit is, was the 90s. We're going to yeah. have a car. We're going to have a bus. We're going to have yes. an RV. And we went from. It was like, uh, I don't know, like 15, 16 colleges cross mm-hmm. country. It was We started at MIT. And ended up at Loyola Marymount. Because when you think MIT, you think Limp Bizkit. <laughs> you know, you're not like, oh, let's get pavement or like. No, but they, no, they were the headliners. Biscuit. They were the headliners. They were still crushing it at the time. So they were the headliners. Right, so right. Were they on the way up? They were the 
or there, there at their pinnacle. So I really saw them, but it was it was the tour was uh, Limbisic was a headliner, mm-hmm. Rooney. Oh, I love Rooney. Uh, Kings of Leon. Okay, like them. Jet. Remember Jet? Are you gonna go my way? And Are you gonna be my girl? Are you gonna be my girl? Yeah, yeah. And there was one more that I can't remember, and that was the craziest. Who's Ro- I remember Rooney had a, a Rooney. bunch of good hits. They were really good. I think I forgot their connection. They Give had me a one of their songs. Can you find one of their songs yeah, for yeah, me? Yeah. And we went. We were, we were just drove in an RV. Yeah. From Coast, and we sat with Chicago. DePaul was. What in was Chicago's. your job? Because I did job. one of those for Garnier Fructis, where we just went places and <laughs> handed out. Yeah, yeah. And, and he went did you to sign up for like a Target credit card or something? What were you guys? Well, doing? they gave, they gave up. This is back when they, Target was trying to promote their music department back when people actually bought oh, they were killing the music industry by selling <laughs> yeah, cds, at, CDs at a loss leader and at putting a, record stores out of business yeah and then they would put them out of business you had to buy it you at had to target, buy target or or best buy so even though a, they were losing money on these cds oh yeah, yeah. it was target red room experience sure oh that's so and fun we, and we gave out uh target branded laundry bags sure and gift cards i love and it. we set up a bean bag thing and a Velcro wall at every college. Yeah, and we had would tear. you would you get rumblings of like, oh man, these guys were wild last night, or they? No, we, it was just pre show. Pre show. No, no, I'm saying, but but on the on the tour, in the midst of it, would you get like a little a little concert gossip, a little hey, they're prima donnas, or they're cool, or they're wild, a they're gonna get kicked. The off. little biscuit people. No, it was pretty chill yeah. because everyone was just in tour mode. Sure. So we would get there early, set up, and go to the show. Here's a little Rooney. This is the song I'd know that they would play on the radio. Yeah, this is the one on the radio. Okay. L.A. band Rick Ocasek produced them. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. And uh, this was the this was the time when we got to L.A. I did Molly at the Troubadour, mm-hmm. and uh, Drew Barrymore was there. Sure. And this is before she hooked up with the dude from The Strokes. Sure. And Drew Barrymore kissed me on the lips. At the tour bus, hey. and then met that guy from the Strokes and got married that night. <laughs> I mean, they they just like, oh, that's fun, but then she laughed. Then you got, then you got to just go. It was it wasn't meant hey, to be? Hey, wasn't meant to be. I'm not a rock there's star. There's a great there's a great clip um, of um, Nicole Kidman on Fallon, and she's like, you know, I I like wanted to date you, and he had this look on his face like wait what? And it was like, <laughs> I'm sure his wife was like, that was pretty not chill what you did there, but he was like. I had a chance during the Saturday Night Live years, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you, you had, had a chance. chance." And he was like, "Oh, that's no. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look that up. That's great. It's a great, uh, uh, yeah. But I, I do, inside. I do know them because I think they were supposed to be like the hip hop part of the show. Oh sure. Now wow. it's so funny now that they're the hip hop part of the show. Yeah. Um, what was and I just I, I feel like everything what was is nineties. No, no, no. Oh. Like nineties, I think is very with this Woodstock documentary, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, in the black community, yeah, what was the vibe of like new metal, of like Limp Biscuit, of Eminem? I mean, Eminem's a little different because he had the Dr. Dre seal of yeah. approval. I think Limp Biscuit was people tolerated it because he was decent enough. He had a yeah. decent enough flow, and he looked like oh, if I had to hang out with a white motherfucker, yeah, it would be him. And he would have like <laughs> really? Red Man or he would, Man yeah, and he would have. He was smart. He was smart about who yeah. he would collab with, yeah. so he didn't get. Poserville. Sure. Did he have their collaborations on that tour with them? Like no, no, no. Okay. Oh, no, no, I know. But sometimes they're like, we got a special guest. Oh for you. no, I don't. I don't think 
Because, you know, if you were in a city, somebody's there, you can probably pull them off. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it was, I think that show was so. Nobody was at Loyola Marymount. <laughs> yeah, the show was so tight. Yeah. It was run so tight. You really didn't have, you know, people just did it. it sure. Was, you know, it was whatever. But it was a class. I'll never forget that. This was pre. It's so funny. That's I wild. look at my life as comedy and pre-comedy. Yeah, yeah. This I do that. totally pre-comedy. So, pre-comedy, you're yeah. making mixtapes. Yeah, I was into music. I was actually making music. Way before I even started. Yeah. Uh, Which I, w- I didn't know about. Yeah. This is, this is fascinating. Yeah. We'll get to it later. We talk about the beats. We'll talk about but, that. But uh, take us through sort of your history with music. Uh, well, I, I did Suzuki piano. Mm. And I played violin for a bit. Then I stopped that shit. And then I started. Get- did you see that dude in, in uh, Dave Matthews' band? And you're like, that could have <laughs> no. been me if I kept Wait, going. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know, I didn't. I never liked his hair. He's yeah. like, man, your dreads is whack, he bro. Got, he got canceled. He did. Yeah. That I dude he did? died. No. Somebody died in that band. Clarence oh, wait. Clemens died. No, hold you're being, you're being no, no, yeah. the, 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 Somebody the, died in Dave Matthews. He may have died, but I think he got canceled. Wait, the dude in Dave Matthews got yeah. canceled for some yeah. sexual harassment shit. Yeah. Of course, stuff. the brother with Dave. Matthews. Well, it's all all the band. Not all. Dave Matthews who poured uh, shit water on people. Yeah, in <laughs> collectively yeah, in Chicago, there's a famous story about how their tour bus decided to do a sneaky little. Let's just dump all this shit while we're in a traffic jam, not realizing. Yeah, speaking there of, was an architectural. Leroy tour Moore boat. is the one that died. The the sex yeah, guy. Boyd Tinsley. He's alive. Is, uh, is alive uh, and alive canceled. and not in the band. But the speaking of RV shit water on that tour, yeah. the Red Room tour, I did. Yeah. Uh, we were in the desert, and that was that was the two, that was when I cut my hair off too. Okay, what kind of hair did would you have? I had like a Braids? little, you know, no, I had like a little low on the side, some okay. action up here, okay. but I okay. didn't have a haircut for like two and a half weeks. Yeah, and I remember I was in Roswell, New Mexico, and I caught a glimpse of the back of the top mm-hmm. in like one of those mirrors on the sure. I'm like, ooh, this shit ain't going back. Right, and then you like fuck that barber for. A year of saying I had dope haircuts yeah. and this shit was looking like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the uh, the toilet, I guess a guy, my guy James who was on tour with us, he didn't really know about how the toilet worked. Oh, and that thing was so hot and the desert under pressure. So oh, I think boy. he like tapped something, and you just heard a boom. Yeah, and I went around, and he was just covered, bro. Like oh, it oh. just exploded. No on. poops on the bus. That's the goal. It was rule. it was two poops on the bus, oh. but I think someone snuck one, and then the rest of it was just pee, though. But hot piss. Bus. I know. I it's, know. It's horrible. So uh, with the with sort of the theme of this uh, show, so yeah, mixtapes, mixtapes. I made. Tell, tell me about some mixtapes. What's tapes the first mixtape you made? Or what's like, the what, one? What did you, you first of? start doing? Yeah. Well, um, I think the first. Oh, yeah, of course, everyone made. You know, from my day, use a mixtape was you would get a cassette thing with a with a with a boom box and put it to the radio. Okay. You would like. Oh, I love that song. That Making was it you're for waiting yourself. for like the, you would make it for yourself. The top nine at nine the for your cleanest version. The, yeah, yeah, it was like the radio top ten. I know they're gonna play this song. I know they're gonna mm-hmm. play that song with yeah. you catch a song, you quickly run in and you record it. Right. You know, yourself. Uh but then I moved to mini disc. Remember mini disc? No. That was those went in the little No, mini disc mini discs were like this big and Sony put them out and you, was this right after the CD came out? Shortly after the CD came this out? This was yeah, after the CD came out, and okay. they thought, and you could record on it, and they thought that th- this was going to be the next wave. Is going to yeah. take away from, and you could actually used to buy mini disc on album albums on mini disc yeah. at Virgin. Yeah, 
They were just smaller CDs, right? No, they look like, uh, I'm going to show you a picture of them. They look like little, it was a mini disc player. Remember these? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't know anyone that did that. Yeah, mini disc player. So I had, I used to do that Mm -hmm. and, you know, make CDs and, because it was a little bit longer storage and it had better quality sound and I used to make mixtapes like that. And then I Who started, are you making them for yourself? And myself, then, you okay. know, just because I used to travel a lot even back then, and I want to be in control of my own music. And then for some reason, having a whole bunch of CDs. I know people had those big ass books. Yeah, those were just the binder. Uh, yeah. The binders was too much, and you really, really only want three or four songs per CD. Mm-hmm. So I was just aggregate what I want. Do you ever from just there. you're in someone's car and you're flipping through and you're just like, like who are you? How do you buy this many bad CDs? How, yeah. And bad this decisions. and just like yeah. what what is this one even? Then you get to the back and it's all like the burnt CDs and you're just you're like, like boo. these can't be good. But either. then you would I I remember like a couple of chicks I would meet like you have good taste. Mm-hmm. You know they would you you can tell someone's oh, yeah. taste level quickly from What were you listening to back then in the the mini disc? What were like the go-tos that you put on your your in your stuff? Uh your mini discs. Uh, of course, it was a golden. It was coming out of the golden era of hip hop, so it was a lot of like great mid to late '90s hip hop stuff, like Hieroglyphics, Redman, Wu Tang, so much you know, Gangstar, Common. It was like mm-hmm. the creme de la creme of of, of hip hop back then. But then I've always been into alternative music since a youth, uh, youth, mm-hmm. youth, yes, <laughs> and. Uh, Cause I used to I used to go to uh, London every summer as a kid, uh, and I would hear just different type of of music. And yeah, you got that was kind of interesting. This uh, we'll talk about that when you have that song on. That, but you, did you get into that Brit pop scene a little bit from the jump? I was in that wow. from the from the jump. I I went through a Brian Ferry phase. I went through oh, nice. a, nice. a, a a Martin Fry phase from ABC. You know, I went through you know because I would I think from like. Fifth grade to like tenth grade, my aunt, uncle, they lived in London. Come on, go had a job there. So my mom shipped me over there. Mm. So I'll be there for two weeks, and you just see and hear different shit. I went through a clash phase, like a big audio dynamite phase. How was that coming back? So you come back from London? Oh, I came back. back to I was Chicago like Chicago, and you're like, y'all. you guys know what the clash is? Well, no, people knew because people knew what the clash was because they they got big run on MTV. Yeah, you know, but and cool people knew who Big Audio Dynamite was, yeah. which was the second kind of group that McJones had after yeah, the clash. Right, right. Uh, but I was always connected with older people. Be like, oh, how do you know that? Or, oh, yeah. Like um, like Echo and the Bunnymen, Susie and the Banshees. Like, that was right. like the, f- they were on the first, uh, Susie and the Banshees was the first Lollapalooza tour. Yeah. The first, the original, yeah. I, I was at that show. 92, 91, yeah. I was in high school. I went to the, it was, uh, James opened up and that was one of my, Favorite band, James Addiction, the World World Music Music Theater Theater. in Tinley Park. I think I was there too. Yeah, I used used to work there. I'm noticing. uh, I was in a Uber the other day, and I was listening. They just had like the the pop station on, and I noticed two samples from like obscure '90s songs, and I'm like, oh man, like guys like us now are so valuable because we can be like, you know, it was cool that little in that like white town or what was that like I can never take the place of your man there's an old song I'm not doing it any justice don't worry oh, but there's a there's a song it's either white town or yellow town they had like a one hit wonder on, on the alternative music station 
And now it's like they're like mining those old songs. Oh, yeah. Or like that, all I want to do is to thank you for driving uh, in yeah, my car. You let me change lanes. And I'm like, it's how do I sampling know this? That now? I'm like, what is that from? And I'm like, that's from that song. Yeah, there's all these all these samples. A lot now. of those sounds are, 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 and people are mimicking those sounds in like sample packs that yeah. you can mm-hmm. buy if you make music and stuff. So those were a lot of my influences. And, um, and you know, a lot, a lot of world music, a lot, a lot of, uh, old school house i grew up in chicago so like a lot of like yeah. not cocaine abiza quote-unquote house but like real were you going to house. see house back then too like were there places where you go like i know metro like had a thing with knuckles and yeah it it was it was i had like a fake id and i, I used to go to medusa's all the time <laughs> hey, where was that where was medusa's Cause that's only something i would only hear on the radio oh, shit, this was yeah. the song i was Suburbs. talking about this was the song i was talking about Remember this song? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is like a sample of a new popular song now. This is White Town, uh, Your Woman. Do you remember this song, Paul? Yeah, this, and they, they sped it up and dance it out. Yeah. You remember this song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is like sampled now by a new pop song. Where was Medusa's? Medusa's the in suburbs, North? right? No, the one in this. Come on, not the suburb Medusa. Dog. What was on, the oh, one in the oh, city. Oh, two, okay. But the, where was it? It was, it, I think it was in like either off of Milwaukee. It was two oh, different nice. locations. But it was. Well, I was in the, I would go to the suburb one, but yeah. But the, no. is that like Medusa's two T O? I don't remember. I, I don't remember where. But it was it was all ages. Yeah, yeah but Medusa's was was all ages first. But then you know, city caught up with them and and made them get IDs. And then it was uh, uh, Edge of the Looking Glass. It was uh, the Box. It was a lot of quality. You could the nightlife growing up in Chicago was so great because mm-hmm. you can really get into it. And not die or not, you know what I'm saying? It <laughs> yeah. was legit, a legit scene. The Riviera every Sunday was fucking amazing. What was Sundays at the Riv? Sundays at the Riv was just a dance party. Oh, okay. And and uh, so this is when like house music was when like house music the, was the taste of the town. Was taste of the town. Hip hop, hip house, and house music. And uh, this band called Chin City, which was a, a, a local ha- band that did house music live, and they're they're internationally famous, you know, because yeah. you can go to Europe. And if you're a house person from Chicago now, go to Europe, yeah, and tour hard, and people will come because they grew up on the records. Because I remember like listening to the radio stations, and they would go over everything going on in the clubs that weekend. You know, remember Starbeat presents what's happening? Yeah, or like or that, or just like and these DJs, like especially like listening to B ninety six as a kid in Indiana, but wanting to hear all this music. It was like. You know whether it was like Julian jumping to Perez or, or whatever, and they and they would like they would mix at night, and they would also be at these clubs, and they'd be like, yeah. and I just remember being like, wow, if I was twenty one, I'd go to that club to hear so, dude, so Scary Lady I, Sarah or whatever. It was all that. So when I when I would go to to London in the summertime, I would just bring, I would just tape those mixes uh-huh. from the weekend. And then I had like one of my dad's old briefcases just loaded with tapes of mixes. Yeah. So I would go over there and people like, whoa, what yeah. the, you're the coolest motherfucker I've ever met, mate. Play that, you know. So yeah. I was like the cool dude. And I was. You might have been responsible for bringing house <laughs> music to <laughs> no, 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 all no, of a sudden no. Damon Allen's no. like, this sounds really interesting. No, they were on it, dog. They they were so on it. And I was I was so young. I'm really, I was so young, but they thought I was like 17, 18 because I was tall. Yeah. And, they, and they're like, how old are you? I'm 17. Oh, okay. But I was like, I just turned 14. Yeah. I was like hilarious. pretending I was cool as fuck. Excellent. Is there a theme to this mix you made us? A theme to it? No, I just, I think for this mix, it was just stuff that I felt 
I liked and it gives a good taste. So uh, the hip hop part, there's only really one rap song in there. Yeah. Well, let's start it off. We got let's start it off. Start yeah. with, and you and you didn't. Is there? Do you have a method to what? How you? Make I was. I would say start it off with the with the Travis Scott antidote because that is my energy right now. All right, here we go. A little antidote by Travis Scott. Classic. Don't you open up that window? Don't you let out that antidote? You know what's so funny about the pause that? You know what's so funny about that is when I moved to LA, and this song is, they still will play the song on the radio today, and it's been out almost four or five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, when I first moved to LA, I, I uh, was living at the Laugh Factory Apartments over there on Sunset and Laurel, where, where Jamie from Sada got me an apartment. And I met this lady uh, who's, who's an interior designer, like fancy lady, who lived in the hills above comedy store and okay. if you ever do the walk of shame walking down the hollywood hills in the morning it's beautiful yeah and motivational because you say like yeah this is nice out here yeah but that song is so much the energy of what i thought rock and roll was because i didn't i knew travis scott was and then i we went to the fyf festival it was like it was like uh, uh, tons of comics. It was like um, Lucas Brothers, Hannibal, Al Jackson. We all went to FYF. Mm-hmm. And Kanye headlined. And Kanye brought out Travis. And I'm like, wait. And the crowd went, ape. when I say ape shit, dog, I'm talking about Metallica ape shit. And that was one of the other to- concerts I've seen where it's like top three things I've seen concert-wise was mm-hmm. a Metallica show. How did, how did Travis, do you know how Travis Scott just got, because for him, I didn't know who he was or anything, but then all of a sudden, four or five years, maybe even longer, he was everywhere. No, he's a god, man. He's, he came through the Kanye uh, Good Music crew, and you know he just started dropping hits, you know, dropping songs. But so by the time four or five years ago, when Antidote came out, everyone was on board with this, and I just put it together like, oh, this is fucking Travis Scott. Then I was like, got it. And yeah. then then and then Rodeo album came out, and it's like one of the greatest albums to me because i could listen to it i listened to it straight hardcore and it just started building my battery to get back into the music and shit and that beat antidote actually was made by this 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 girl her name was wonder girl she lived in toronto and and i met her in toronto maybe a year after that and i just was talking to her and she got me so fired up like not saying that girls can't make Mm -hmm. music but you don't think of a young 20-something chick making bangers like that. And she makes bangers, dog. That's so wild that there are people that we don't know who are like so wanted for beats and stuff. She is like one of the hottest producers. uh, The the equivalent of like the Swedish songwriters who wrote all the like boy band songs or whatever. That's funny that that This Is Pop, they do a whole thing about... the, the Swedes. Swedes. Yeah, this, and just the history Can of I say how the these guys the know. That feels and I like think a, well, she's on there. I th- they talk about this. A couple of young girls. Well, no, no. It's a different young girl who, back when every, everyone was going to Sweden to get all these uh, producers, she was like yeah. 20 years old. And everyone's like, wait, who made this? And the same thing you said. They're like, no, she she can make. She's like 12. I love I love documentaries about here's who passed on this great song. <laughs> yeah. and, then, oh, and then I love documentaries on 
everybody brought this song in and said, I want to sound like this. Yeah. Like, those are my favorite yeah. two like, tropes. Honestly, I can see how Sweden, uh, I've been there a few times, and Sweden is, is a place where you sleep on it because it's so chill. But if you just go and get into the mix of it, you can just, because, you know, my, my first sexual, when I first realized what sex was, the first chick that I ever wanted to smash was Pippi Longstockings. Okay. <laughs> ever. Okay. When I was like, oh, that's what sex is? <sighs> Oh, I'm gonna fuck Pippi Longstockings. That was the first. <laughs> so when I went there for this thing, I stayed next door to the lady who wrote Pippi Longstockings. I'm like, what? She lived here? And then you went in the neighborhood. It was Pippi Longstockings statues. It was crazy. And how, that's, how old were you when you went? There? This was like three years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, and that's where I, I that that on that trip is where I saw I saw the Revolution live, with with of course no Prince, but yeah. that's where I had my Prince funeral yeah for myself was 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 at was at that show there's like there's just like so many countries in in europe where you're just like oh i wonder what their music scene is like and then you see a festival with like a hundred thousand people and going like, yeah and like bands like they're just like wow man that just is like, cause like you watch amazing. you watch the woodstock documentary real quick and yeah. then you're just like wow that's a lot of people Dude, every I feel like every day in Europe in the summer there's a festival like that going on somewhere where you're oh, like, yeah. there's three hundred thousand people yeah, watching bunch. the Foo Fighters or something. It's like insane. Yeah. Uh, your next album, uh, your next song here is uh, Gorillas featuring yeah. Little Dragon, uh, Empire Ants. Let's play a little of that and we'll talk about uh, it's the Gorillas. Now this song starts off real chill and beautiful. Yeah. Naming, he sounds like a choir boy. Listen to his little voice. How do you feel about the idea that if you do the Blur versus Oasis, that this counts as a win for Blur, and they're doing better? This puts Gorillas Blur, mean, Gorillas puts yeah. Blur over the edge. Well, the thing is, I never marry the two. Yeah, I leave Gorillas for the Gorillas. Oh, you don't consider them yeah. a, a byproduct of Blur? Did you get or into a grandchild the, of Blur? Go ahead, never. Sorry. Did you get into Oasis or Blur at all? No. Okay, so it's just Gorillas for you straight gorillas that's crazy and this song here even going to the uk as a kid you didn't get into no i mean i got it because you were there right when that was fucking everything not really i was there way before that so i'm saying like i would go back and get okay blur oasis mop tops got it would you come back with any uh like clothing style uh, sort of like, der- like derivative of the music there that people would come over here and no. people would be like, what are, we, what are you wearing? I got my own, I got my yeah. own style. But hold up, in this song, you hear how it's chill, right? Yeah. yeah. This is it thing. just changes He's up chilling, on he's doing it. With the little dr- dr- uh, dragons. But part. when you, if you scooch a little bit, hold on. Oh, go back, go back, go back. So you know he's doing his mm-hmm. chill. Oh, I would have, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hello, it's me. Diamond, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then it just goes into this. You get kind of that 80s horror. <sighs> that is a good. What analogy. year did this come out? Maybe like four years ago, four yeah. or five years ago. Uh, this is pla- like plastic this, beach. That sound is like every. This. Everything you watch now is like pink and blue neon lights in this. It's yeah. everything. Everything is pink and blue, and uh, they call it bisexual lighting, Paul. Uh, for when you date a younger gal, and they're going to go, oh, it's such bisexual lighting. You'll be like, what are you talking about? So on the tour, 
on the tour they had Mick Jones from the Clash yeah. play bass. He he was the one doom doom doo doom doom. On that, this song? Well, I don't on know I don't know about the sets, but on the tour. So if you go uh and look look it up live, if you guys go and Google this Empire Ants Live, you can see the footage and uh Mick Jones was playing the bass and then he brought out uh the hypnotic brass band from Chicago to do like the end part. So it's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful That's really cool. Who are saying? the little what's the little dragon's relation to this whole thing? Like uh Little Dragon, she she's just a she's just an amazing singer and okay. he, he just he just did did a uh you know uh did a, a cameo collabo. And the first time I ever saw her, I think her she's she's like Japanese and and something so she has a japanese name the first time i ever saw her she was in this band called coop k-o-o-p and it was like a sort of a chili jazz yeah. jazz thing and she has her little dragon has their own thing but she's and then if you look at the performance of this song on david letterman oh nice it kills yeah it is it's killer, killer i hadn't killer. heard this song before did you had you heard it uh no did i haven't heard this girl this, so this was cut. their oh okay did this they play this on letterman they played this song on Letterman because it's soup. Because Little Dragon is hot as right, fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? You Little Dragon and people want lost. So they probably shit. booked Damon or Gorillas and they're like, let's do the yeah. collab. So okay. he probably knew like, oh, this is the hottest shit. Uh, and on that album, uh, most uh, most Def has a, most Def has a song um, on there. It's it's a great album. Do you, I remember the first time I saw Gorillas, it was like. Oh, this is perfect. This is like the, the whole, cards, con- the the whole concept just like, mm-hmm. was, was great. I hated mm-hmm. that first song though, but that that they were playing uh, woo, woo, like yeah. that. It was on nonstop. But that's, that's everywhere. That's blurry. Yeah, that's blurry. Yeah, right. But that was the right. But then when and You're then right. uh, I'm a I'm a huge hieroglyphics uh, fan. I'm hieroglyphic comedy. What's up? What's up? But when <laughs> Dell did uh, Clint Eastwood, I'm happy. I'm that Del the Funky Homo Sapiens. Yeah, and he did the... Mr. Davalino. Yeah, I just heard it the other day. I'm like, I got on this old like hip-hop mix, and I'm just like... And when Mr. Davalino, that just like... Mr. Davalino, Mr. Davalino. I was like, oh my God, this is the best. It's it's a great... The Clint Eastwood song, when Del comes on, it's just like, oh, I'm all about this. Yeah. How do you... Uh, you said that this song, the first one that came out, and all that was blurry. Is it because of that, you never went back, and you're like, uh, uh, I'm not going to even explore... Damon's blurry ears because it's it's to you it's two totally different things. It's two totally different things. It's it's a, and he'll even tell you that it's a different. No, I agree with you, but it's funny that being that you put you like gorillas and you like these songs, it's like there is some overlap. It's some overlap, but it's 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 sort of like oh yeah, that song has a guitar and that song has a guitar. They're a little bit different, but it's the it's the spirit and the vibe of what gorillas is about. I, I look at blur as like soccer hooligan like a chill soccer hooligan guy there's that dude like oh i love my football i love manchester oh i love liverpool i love football i love blur blah, 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 blah. <laughs> i'm not that dude you know what i'm saying I, 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 you like the beats i like the beats you gotta bring it do with- you ever do you just uh, is it fair to say when you pick music you go to the beats you do are you a lyric guide at all do you like listen no, to the words no you gotta you gotta it's catch me beats. with the music first because or or what are we doing spoken word right if not, that's just spoken word. So it's beats. It's beats. Check out Gorillas. All right, let's shoot to the next song here, uh, the Five Stair Steps with Danger. She's a stranger. Let's play a little of this here. This to me felt like uh, if this isn't in a Tarantino movie, it soon will be. This is somewhere from, you just they're hear. From, they're from like, Bronzeville, oh. and they were the answer to the Jackson Five. 
This is wild. Yeah, their their album cover is just like so fun. Like Bootsy Collins, mm-hmm. sort of just like just awesome stuff here. Mm. How are they remembered? What's sort of their where's their vibe? Like where, where do they sort of stand in like the Chicago Chicago music soul. scenes? Chica- yeah, they, are real, they like real a Chicago big deal? Soul. If you know soul music, yeah. Firestarters. And they were they were the answer to the Jackson Five. They used to compete against the Jackson Five in com- competitions because the Jackson Five would come from Gary and do their thing and so this song is this a deep cut of theirs because i hadn't heard it I love not, it. not really it's it's it's, it's decent but uh, outcast sampled this oh that's right that's why i told you to pull that right, up right. outcast sampled this song so if you check that sample out what else, what uh, song was that again two dope boys got it you got it look up oh, outcast two dope it, boys and you can hear, so you hear the. Ooh. Why didn't these get? Why do you think these guys didn't get bigger? Because at that time, it, I mean, they got big for that time. Sure. You know, they had but hits. They're not a household name. But they're not a household name. Hear that? Oh yeah, yep, there it is. Yeah. Mm. This is the Outcast sample. Is this real early Outcast? This is. I think this is Atlanteans. Yeah, Atlians. Atlians. Is that what? 98? Atlians. I can't see the what year. It has to be maybe 98. Yeah, I would assume. How did you learn about the Firestars? Was this when you were younger? Well, of course. You know, all my my dad, uncle, everybody had records, and I remember I used to always like this that song. Um, because I just like the way that's it just sound cool. And I remember just playing that part over and over and I guess I was sampling just ruining my dad's needles on the record player, you know. And then they have a few different chill songs and all the kids they were all siblings and a couple of cousins and brothers, so they all played their own instruments. So they were like a band and they did yeah. all that stuff. What so, was what was your parents' record collection like? Was it good? Yeah. Yeah. My mom drifted into like white lady music so she loved carly simons mm-hmm. and then my dad just you know sold all the classic you know isaac isaac hayes and all that classic mm-hmm. shit and then um and it was just a, your basic album collection that every you know every family every black family yeah. probably had i i was uh watching a documentary on shep gordon and uh I never realized how big Teddy Pendergrass was. Oh my God! What did you know that? I mean, yeah, I, one of the things I love it was uh, crazy, especially about like doing like doing shows for all black crowds is whether it's a song will come on or a reference, and you're just like, well, this is something I do I wasn't aware of, and uh, yeah, T- Teddy Pendergrass, he was uh, a rock star, man. He yeah. he he low key crossed over probably your parents or your parents friends clearly right. knew who the fuck this dude was yeah but he didn't make it you know because he was just too smooth too cool like you know who marvin gay is right he was sort of the flip side to what marvin gay was and continued what, what marvin gay was doing but he he has some hot, great hits he had like some house songs yeah 
well, I that just, you were re- playing in, at, in house in house house clubs. Going back to what Marty said, I remember watching. I think it was uh, Delirious, and Eddie Murphy does like all the impressions. He does Pet- Pendergrass in there yeah. too, and you're like, you're like, who's this guy? I need to find out who this is to <laughs> understand it. But the crowd, like you said, yeah. Marty, they're going nuts. They go know? nuts. And he, he, he would be good. the first thing I, when I ever first heard about panties being thrown on stage was that dude yeah yeah and i would hear like all oh, man them women were throwing panties on stage for teddy i'm like what <laughs> their underwear daddy yeah. <laughs> so like, this lady next to me took her shit off oh my god threw it on stage That's so fun like that was could you do it's that like could you do Rosa that show oh. <laughs> back in not now back no. in 08 oh, 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 the comedy <laughs> bar in the red bar days then Alex Mirage Red Bar Days, baby. Uh, they would just have a new intern just sweep, just <laughs> yeah. with a mop, just sweep more or, or or a loud uh, server. Do you have uh, songs that you like to go up to uh, if you're doing when, when you're doing shows? You ask for are there, are there certain right now? Uh, I'm Chris at the Laugh Factory, who who's our the audio guy yeah. who brings people up to music. He knows to pull me up to uh, our our good friend Hannibal Burris. Uh, and it was probably segue into to the music stuff that I'm doing. He's in the music, so he made a song called Cheers. Uh, we recorded it in Hawaii uh, November of last year during COVID. And it, it was just a song about him being a fake British person called Cheers. <laughs> so uh, it was my beat that he did it over, but then I did like an eight-minute remix of that. So that's my new thing. It's oh, like, nice. It's, so I'd like to bring it up to that well let's get into the next song which is one of your beats is this a first have we had people come on and pick their own songs no we haven't had someone it is a first now promo i'm I'm so excited that you brought up big audio dynamite because this is babylon audio dynamite yeah is that what i think it is oh yeah uh it's a nod let me tell you something i mean something about big audio dynamite dog i was uh Obsessed, yeah, with them. Where I got I a, had that album. I got a BAD hat. Oh yeah, flipped it, turned it. I remember seeing that video, being like, "This is cool." There I know this. I remember seeing like um, "Delight Groove Is in the Heart." I remember being like, "This is very cool." Very I know cool. this is very cool. Very cool. And I should probably pay attention you to it. Be on it. Big Audio Dynamite too was just like it, the beat got me, where I was just like, "Oh, this is good." And then it was like, "Isn't that guy in the Clash?" And then I think I asked my brother, he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like. You can be. You can make two different kinds of music. He like, made, really he, blew my mind. he was a. He did the hardcore mashup of just pretty much street Beats, music. Yeah. What, yeah. What, you know, with samplers and all that, and hardcore rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, that if, album if, was amazing. If you go to that first album, a song called "Dial a Hitman," and who is at the end is a skit about a guy trying to kill his wife, mm-hmm. and it's Lawrence Fishburne and Matt Dillon. Hmm. are the guys in that so it's not from a movie it's no no they actually did it so i I remember i saw lawrence fishburne at windy city live i was like yo what's up man i said this i said yo i'm gonna do a throwback for you man i've been a fan since you did dial a hit man on big audio dynamite i was probably so excited his face yeah was like hold on what that's awesome he went he I was, love he, it. You know, he's cool. Sure. You know, he's fucking Morpheus. He was like, you know, he's like, don't take a selfie. But he just lost his shit when I brought that That's up. That's hilarious. That's very cool. All right, let's play a little of your music, Babs. This is Thieves, Thieves like, like Us. And this is a cover. Who's the cover of? Uh, of a New Order song. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And he already said we don't have to worry about the time constraints. Yeah. So we can play this, this in the back. We don't have to worry right. about legal. Right. Shout out to the uh, ASCAP and BMI if you're listening. Is there a um, uh, for for black comics to get into music? Is yeah. that like because uh, I know a lot of uh, white comics were into wrestling. You know what I mean? As yeah. black comics with like I gotta get I gotta get in that ring. I gotta I gotta do an album or something. Is there a pull for that? Because I mean we're very similar to musicians as comedians. Yeah, you want it, you want it. Every, it's a, it's like a lot of comics want to be musicians. A lot yeah. of musicians want to yeah. be comics. Sure. I, if I could tell you that many times John Mayer has cornered me. Just so tell me how, how do you structure your jokes? How yeah. like uh, first of all, yeah. chill. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But for me doing this, it's I I'm ta- I take it super serious. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Like I have a I have hundreds of beats, and I want to make like this is me doing the vocals, singing and stuff, and it's half still comedy because it's like. Wait a minute, man! I think this dude is serious, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of the funny part. Yeah, we're like, people are like, what is this? There's some. There were some artists during the pandemic. Jessica Singleton, she had a country song that she did, sure. a comedian, and it went. It like it charted. Yeah, I mean, a lot of comedians are doing that. I, so, to me, it's funny because you see some people that do that. So if you go for these like us, if you go, if you go find the go find the LG real quick, go to New Order mm-hmm. and find the original to this. I my thing is I want to make a lot of the songs that I grew up with. I grew up with a lot of orchestral maneuvers in the dark, OMG, New yeah. Order. Uh, I just did Secrets. I just did a remake of Secrets, which is a it's a it's a, one of OMD's first. Did you singles. ever get into the Police during that era too, or no? A little bit. I like I liked. That's my favorite band of all time, but Marty hates them. Yeah, Paul, we got to stop. It's, it's derailing every episode of the podcast. They're just fine. So this is the this is the original song, uh, "Thieves Like Us." And I, whenever anyone brings up New Order, I always have to quote. You remember Michael Sanchez? Yeah. Michael had a great joke that uh, he yeah. was in a uh, he was in a uh, Joy Division cover band, but their lead singer killed himself, so now they're in a New Order cover band. That's hilarious. Which is just a so really great dark joke. and beautiful. Dark and beautiful joke. So this is the original "Thieves Like Us" from New Order. Yeah, and uh, I do a lot of covers from songs of this to try 80s. to make yeah 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 i think just like there were i mean to me it just felt like top 40 radio you get so much different choices back in the day where you would get like you'd get like a michael jackson then you'd get like a song like this then you get like a, a a van halen song or something like that or on mtv where it was just like the the variety now everything seems like oh you like this like you know drakey sound drakey sound or you like this like soundcloud rappers like you're just gonna get like it's just that's why i kind of like the only time i listen to a lot of this stuff the newer stuff is like like a travis scott is i'm either at a show or in a uber and then i'm like oh this is just like uber songs that i that i get to hear and every once in a while i'll be like oh like that's how that's how um uh i'll hear about a lot of newer stuff where it's like well, that one's actually. I'm gonna have to take the phone out and hit Shazam and find out what this is. And that's how I got into like. Um, uh, I always want to say B Cole, but that's not B Cole. That's the comedian. Who's the Who's the Cole? J Cole. J Cole. That's the That's <laughs> where I'm like J Cole. I'm like that's real cool. Or uh, you and know. honestly, I, it's some things I Two just. Also. Everyone is like J Cole. J Cole. I'm like 
I couldn't tell you one J. Cole song. Yeah. Because I just never, you know, I like him. I just like, there's something about, I mean, I think he speaks to more like old school hip hop. Yeah, and when I heard it, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, got it. This dude yeah. dope. Yeah. And not that I'm dissonant, I just haven't yeah. gone down that road yet. Yeah. Would you, if the beats are taking, is that something that you, because that takes a lot of time to make the beats, right? No. I get. I you showed me an app that you were showing me how you you fuck with stuff and get it all. Well, the, yeah, done. because it's, it's different apps, it's different things, but it's sort of like for me now the way I do it, I could start an idea for a track in two minutes. You know, I could like, oh, I like those drums, I like this melody, I like, and the way that I use Ableton, and I have a, a push two, which is, which is a, a beat machine, and you just load the sounds up, you manipulate it. And once you start building yeah. the sound, you have what you want. And then once you get it there, you can manipulate it to do whatever you want. Is there a temptation to, to mix that into your stand-up and do that on stage? Well, we've done it. We we did it at the first Beats and Bits show, which was last Thursday at the Laugh Factory. And it was... Oh, it, yeah. You were telling me about the show. It was yeah. murder. Nice. I, I, it, something else, you do some things and you're like, oh, I hope this works and you're nervous. Mm -hmm. Are the crowds there? I hope it goes off. But... I even made, because Mary Lee and I host it together, mm -hmm. and she's really the ODB rock star, because yeah. she, she can go, go, she's go. We've been in the studio. She just will just riff on anything. So I was like, I know I have that. And the biggest mistake I made last Thursday with the show is I had it all structured out, and the format is people do like seven minutes of jokes, mm -hmm. and I let people do a rap or a song off of one of my beats, mm -hmm. and they do it like that. So... I forgot to do Mary Lee's part. Oh, no. And I was like, well, bitch, you didn't tell me. We went, <laughs> why didn't you just nudge? Hey, you didn't let me go up. But yeah. that was the biggest mistake I did, but the show was still great. That's right. And That's uh, cool. Clark Jones killed it. Felonious Monk killed it. Jarrell Scott Barnes killed it. Jamie Schreiner killed it. And we had uh, our special guest was Erica Alexander from uh, Living Single. And you, you know, she's, oh, yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, she was in Get Out. She's an actress, yeah. but she got up and. And Who was she on Living Single? What was her character? Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. Okay, got it. And she got up and she did this rap that she, she was actually Cousin Pam from the Cosby Show. And one of the episodes oh, yeah. in the Cosby Show, she did like this rap in the Cosby Show. And she did that rap wow. last Thursday and still remembered it and off the beat. I have it all taped up. It was great. It was awesome. great, man. So we're going to do that every month. So I'm trying to collab bring those two things a cool comedy music show and mm -hmm. I think that's the formula let people do the jokes yeah, and let people just have fun can can acoustic guitarist come up and do a song too? well yeah I'm, I'm, I want to have <laughs> can Paul play a Dave Matthews song no 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 song the thing is nice beat. The thing with I was that, in a Dave Matthews cover band with the thing with that would be you would have to I would send you like some drums or something yeah. and you would just it's gotta be your beats has to be like that and then you drum and then you perform because sure. Calvin Evans is gonna do next month and he's over the quarantine, Calvin Evans is a comic here in Chicago. So He's piano. got been doing piano stuff. Yeah. So I have a MIDI keyboard that I can bring up and say, here, play this. And he could do his right. shit like that. So it's sort of like, you know, if some comics were in a music studio telling jokes and uh, and making music. Because we've been, we've been doing that. And, and, and then I started, honestly, with Hannibal. Uh, he, like, shit, that's three years ago now. He perform with a live band at Eric Andre's birthday party mm -hmm. and I was like oh shit this is what we're doing I've been waiting for this yeah. right and ever since then I've just been I just went super hard again 
back into the music. It, it's funny because as a person that left the music industry to do comedy, and I know a lot of people have tried to do com- to bring music to the comedy clubs. I know uh, br- our friend Brian Morton mm-hmm. was going to do a comedy show with all the musicians because there's so many comedians who have a music background. Like we'll just have them play music and then do a show at the laugh. It was like going to be a late night show, and I was like, oh okay, it sounds like a good thing, but. I just couldn't figure out how you can merge the two and get an audience engaged. But you have an idea that does that because it's at least it's organic. It's not like, okay, you know, we premeditated all this shit. Yeah, I, th- I think the key was having a nice six to seven minute set. You know what I'm saying? Have the jokes right. and then still make it loose where we're having fun and, you know, make it, you know, I think I was mad because I was making mistakes. You, I'm pushing buttons. You're doing a live. Yeah. You're doing a lot still hosting, but I think people like that fun feel of it because mm-hmm. people are still were having fun and yeah. they were having fun. And it's a Thursday. It ain't the weekend. Yeah. So you feel like Marty oh. can go up there and do a lead sing on some shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm telling you, once you once you get going with it, and then I I will give people the tracks in advance, like which one do you like? Yeah. Then they would pick that one. That's cool. And they would know about it. Very cool. All right, in our last song, you threw us a nice little uh, a little curveball. So this is just to me. This is the video, the band I watched do videos on YouTube. How do you say this name? Tame Impala. Tame. Tame Impala. Tame Impala okay. is. I'm gonna be totally honest. They're with your you. favorite band, right? You told me oh, that a my long favorite time ago. Band. That video with the hand and they're they're playing b- basketball yeah. and it's like that's a work of art. You introduced me to this band. I don't know if you, years that, ago yeah. they were at uh, Laugh Factory or at uh, Lollapalooza. We were at Laugh Factory and mm-hmm. you were playing it on all your. There was always on whatever post you had. You had one of their songs. I'm like, who the fuck is this? You're like, dude, you got to go see them. And then I went and saw them. I was like, this band is fucking phenomenal. Let's play a little bit here. This is uh, Alter Ego. That's good. They kind of blew up recently too. Do you know that video I'm talking about? I do. That's a wild video. That's, That's a great song video. too. They did, but this uh, is great. There's a lot going next on. Next level. They're so cool, man. I, and I, uh, I love the vibe of their music. It kind of fits in any scenario. Well, here's the deal with with and back when I was living here, I had I had a, a morning radio show at at, at a WBZ. Uh, in Chicago, and that was is a local NPR station, and I remember uh, Jason Saldana, who used to work for the show uh, Sound Opinions. If you know yeah. the show yep. Sound Opinions with uh, Jim Dare Goddess and Greg Cott, Greg Cott, and they would they would be they would say, "Hey, Babylon, guess who's coming to the studio today?" I'm like, "Who?" Tane and Paula. I'm like, "Motherfucker, what? They coming here?" So you know, my show was from 8 a.m. To 10 a.m. and usually I'll be out of the door at like 10:01. I stuck around like a fanboy until 3 p.m. Just making sure you had some work to do in the office. No, I didn't work. <laughs> I went out, went out to the lake, smoked a blunt, took a leisurely lunch, met some, but I made sure I was back just to meet them. And that was like one of the, I guess, one of the first days of me like, oh shit, I got to get back into this. You know, like, yeah. Where I met him, he's Kevin Parker. Technically, is Tame Impala. Right, it's one dude who's doing all this, but he has his friends play the music, so it's him. Where are they from? Perth, Australia. Perth, Australia. Okay. Perth. Yeah, because they did a SNL, I think, a couple of years ago, and it kind of gave them next level. They were already getting big, but yeah. And Travis Scott had him on his on his album. Oh, uh, really? He's he's and I watched him set up 
all the equipment for that live performance. And it wasn't even a live show, dog. It was mm-hmm. just for a radio show. And all those all those instruments, all those effects pads, he set each thing up his fucking self, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he's it's almost like autistic love. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a savant dude where yeah, he knows. Yeah. Like Everything has to be a certain way. The modulators, all that stuff, dog. He's so next level. And he was just sitting down. We were just out on the patio at Navy Pier just smoking, chilling. And he was just talking to me, dude. I'm like low-key like losing my shit but still <laughs> trying to play like I'm cool as fuck. Yeah. His whole thing, man, is is so next level of like, because his dad was a musician and he plays everything from the piano to the drum yeah. to the bass to the guitar, but he knows what the fuck he wants. And that as well is like, got it. Nice. Like his sound is his fucking sound, you know? And people don't sound the same. Like, it don't sound the same. Mm-hmm. So, and if you see a live show of theirs, I've seen him live maybe like seven times now. You know what I'm saying? And every time it's like, Man, How really many people great. are on stage when they're playing live? Like five. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, him. You know, it's like every like him. Yeah. Uh, the keyboard guy, the drummer, a bass, and another guitar. And then it's. Yeah. And they switch around. They switch around a lot. And, all of them, and they're all buddies from this, like, beachy town in Australia. You can tell they're, like, Australian beach boy <laughs> mushroom like yeah. vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. that fucking. I like chill when you can just vibe. hear a song and you're like, "Hey, you guys do drugs and chill. You're chill." I it's like that. so fucking yeah. chill, and it's and it's like and I've and for me, on my radio show, I would always try to play, and this is generic. I would always try to play white music that wouldn't gross black people out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, yeah. And it has to have a beat. It has to have a bit. It's something yeah. like you know, like yeah. that just gets people like, "Oh yeah, this is cool." Yeah. You know, like when R. Kelly did Pitchfork that year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, there's a lot of old black ladies here at Pitchfork. There's more older black women at this Pitchfork than I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah. I'm like oh, R. Kelly. Yeah. And all day, they didn't like shit. Fire and wine and all that. Mm-hmm. What was that? Iron and wine. Iron and wine. And wine. They, didn't, yeah. they didn't like that. But you know who they got up for? Was Toro Moi. Oh, yeah. Because he got a beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, it's Chad like when you're watching. Sometimes I'll be watching a, a comedy show. And if I go up later in the show or whatever, I'll watch the beginning of it. And uh, sometimes the lineup will just be a bunch of white comics. Yeah. And then I'll see the crowd, and I'm like, Oh no, this ain't gonna, this isn't gonna go good. But, but you're but you're the tame Apollo. But, the, but well, thank you very much. <laughs> but like, but certain certain comics can just get everybody, and certain bands can just get everybody. And there's that thing too of like going to a, a music festival, especially if you're just there to see. I'm just here to see. Yeah. The big headliner. But then there's these other bands, and it's just like, ooh. Oh, I like, like that. Like that's like they had I never that. they had never heard of Tori Ma, and he killed that shit. Yeah, yeah. There it is. It's it's good energy that he has too. And uh, he's also another. And he also did a song with Travis Scott on uh, on the Rodeo album, uh, Flying High. So uh, Travis worked with Tame Impala. So that's what I'm saying. Like it that's all, cool. yeah. it's all within like a whole sphere of what the fuck I like. Yeah. And that's the it's one of the the cool parts of of getting as popular as like Travis Scott is now you can work with whoever you wanted to work with and and help them and like give them the seal <laughs> of approval. A funny story is uh, crossover we, appeal. Yeah, we were kicking it with with T Pain and T Pain. He actually, he actually has this up online tells this long story about how Travis Scott blew him off to come record. So I said, man, you, this is the third time I you said you wanted these speakers. I got these speakers. Yeah, where are you at? And let me tell you something, T-Pain, dog, 
we just did wait. He did. He was a guest on Wait Wait. Don't tell me. Like maybe a month ago, yeah. and he actually did Isola Fest, which is this this festival that Hannibal made up in Isola, Mississippi, mm-hmm. in this town of like two hundred people. Yeah, and he brought T Pain, and just kicking with a dude, you forget how many hits this motherfucker yeah. got, dog. But he had T- that he had that clip I saw where Drake is like, "You and this auto tunes, you're writing oh, sure. music." No, that was Usher. Usher. Oh, that Usher. was Usher. Usher, yeah. Usher came on the plane or something. He's like, "Yeah, it's a ba- that's on this is this is pop." They talk about. And he's yeah. like, "You know, I'm talented. Like, you know, I'm not just some bum who figured out the, just speaking to a microphone that sounds different." Dog, T Pain is a light years better than fucking Usher talently. I mean, this he dude, was doing shit. At, he got a lot of shit. You got to watch the This Is Pop. They talk yeah. about it. They talk to him about it, and then everything he got shit on. Everyone is now doing like he was a let. He started all of that, you know, auto tune. How to make that a beat separate from well, everything? He, else. he talked about that where people called uh, Antares is the is the company that that makes auto tune. So you can get a yeah. Antares the auto tune app and put it in your in your uh, DAW, which is your um, software that make music. Sure. Where people say, hey, "I need to get that T Pain sound," and for the longest, I called it. The share sound. Because yeah. One the, more yeah. time. Yeah. That was the first time I ever Buzz, heard. Do you believe? Oh yeah. Do yeah. you yeah. believe my love? Yeah. Like, yeah. What is that? Why she sound like that? The, I didn't yeah. know the, what the fuck that the was. Twist at the end. They talk about that whole. You got to watch. This is pop. It's a the history of auto tune. It's a great episode. But in his crib, man, and and T Pain's crib. You go to his basement. He he has a a museum of his career, mm-hmm. and you realize like, damn. This dude been doing legend. it for a minute, and mm-hmm. he's a fucking legend. He's gonna be. He doesn't need to do drop nothing else. Yeah, like he just did rolling out festival in Miami with murder. But his like 35, 40 minute set is hit hits. after hit hits. after hit. You and forget I, how many hits he had. And yeah. I told Peter Sagos like, dog. Peter, he's like, I don't know if I heard. Have I heard any of this music? Like Peter, I guarantee <laughs> you, you've done some horrible white dancing at a wedding. To, to at least yeah. four T Pain songs, yeah. and you were singing the hooks and didn't even. I realize love it. like that reminds me of like Teddy Riley. I've told the story on this podcast before, but I was at a uh, like a radio station put on a concert in L.A. and everybody was just kind of like, man, doing all right, doing all right. And then Teddy Riley came out and did his kind of like montage of hits, and it was like, oh, I also produced that one, and I produced that one, and I produ-, and everybody was just like. Whoa! And when he was done, everybody was like, "I'm gonna need a second. Like it's like a, a comedy you show forget. when someone murders, and you you need the host to like bring it down because you're just like, this dude. And then you're just like, as he's doing like his mind, then he's doing like, remember the time. You're like, what? You had something to do with that? And then it's just like, it was fantastic. You forget like people pr- producing like guest spots, murderers. Yeah, murderers. We are uh, out of time, Brian. Thank you so much for We're coming not. on. Where can people find out more about your beats dropping and your stuff coming up? <sighs> yeah. I play a little Joy Division as we. Yeah. I was by. gonna, I was gonna do this in love with Terrace Apart. Yeah, I'm so sad. Uh, I don't it know. Hit, hit me up. On, I'm on Spotify. Uh, my new thing is Audius is the new like SoundCloud uh, where they do music. And uh, yeah, just doing shows. Are you on SoundCloud too? Yeah, I'm okay. on SoundCloud. All. What's the name platform. of the show that uh, you're producing, Laugh Factory? Beats and Bits. And the next one's gonna be next month. I gotta get a date, but we're gonna be doing it Thursday. in San Francisco. San Francisco at uh, at Neck of the Lords and we're probably going to take it to Austin at the uh, at the cake creek in the creek that's it <laughs> at the, at the creek in the cave creek in the cave uh, but yeah I love doing it and I hope you guys have me back thanks right, Brian thanks for the show thanks Peace. everyone listen Paul, Paul Marty Mix at gmail.com for your comments thoughts <laughs>